I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Forget about the concept of craftsmanship. Forgetting Sarah Marshall represents the concept of the slob comedy. It's an immature, sloppy movie about an immature, slovenly musician named Peter. He's played by Jason Siegel, who tries to get over the heartbreak of being dumped by the girlfriend he has idolized. But neatness doesn't count for everything in this cheerful shambles, which was written by Jason Siegel and directed by Nicholas Stoller. Peter grows from a crude cartoon into a flesh-and-blood nebbish with a shot at becoming a man. The script keeps lurching into hilarious free associative riffs. And least forgettable of all, Mila Kunis lights up the screen as a smart, slightly screwy girl who threatens to heal the hero's heart. A hotel in Hawaii is Peter's vacation destination of choice after his breakup. The script's plot twist of choice has Sarah, a TV star played by Kristen Bell, ensconced in the same hotel with her new squeeze, a fatuous British rock star played quite charmingly by Russell Brand. This is a first feature for both the writer and director. They're members of the loosely organized repertory company run by Judd Apatow, the man behind such mega-hits as Knocked Up and The Forty-Year-Old Virgin. And they keep their respective debuts free from contamination by subtlety. The movie looks like the love boat run aground, lots of ludicrous locals, and Peter wallows in repetitive grief while his ex and her rocker revel in each other next door. Halfway through, though, I realized that I'd lost most of my standards, maybe under my seat, and was enjoying the erratic evolution of the nonsense. That's mainly a tribute to Jason Siegel's perseverance as a performer and to Mila Kunis's fresh beauty and focused energy. I haven't forgotten Kristen Bell, it's just that she's less interesting in a much less interesting role. Peter Siegel has bleary Rodney Dangerfield eyes and a doughy face that looks older than it looks. He's able to operate on the margins of morose, yet stay within the bounds of broad comedy. Mila Kunis plays Rachel, a hotel receptionist by day and a party girl by night and day, with a sparkling smile, a seductive voice that can sharpen to a rasp, and a quick wit that suggests withheld knowledge. Good for her in a sex farce that lets almost everything hang out. Consider this more a consumer warning than a movie review. The life before her eyes will draw you in, then intrigue you, then bore you, then bewilder you, then make you crazy with its incessant flashbacks and flash-forwards, and finally leave you feeling like the victim of a fraud. Uma Thurman and Evan Rachel Wood are adult and adolescent versions of the same person, Diana, who as a high school student must plead for her life during a Columbine-style shooting. The director, Vadim Perelman, and the writer, Emil Stern, who adapted the screenplay from a novel by Laura Kasishka, tell Diana's tormented tale through a series of intricately interlocked pieces. The intricacy is worse than pretentious, though the film amounts to a veritable archive of pretentiousness. It's idiotic, given the nature of the secret that's revealed at the end. Far be it from me to blow that secret, but I'll tell you another one. During the screening, I suffered several flash-forwards of my own. They all had to do with the movie ending and me going home. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the Wall Street Journal's film critic, back on KCRW next week with more reviews.